I want to hear more about how you change the energy. I want to start the show out with a, a, a shout-out to my daughter. Shout-out to my daughter. Okay. Okay? She has no idea that we're even talking about it right now. Freshman Dad, in high school. Dad, knock it off. Yeah, she, she, she would be terrified. She's got an orthodontist appointment in 45 minutes. Oh, God. Be on time, young lady. Thank you very much. But I want to shout-out because she, she pulled a me. And, and, and sometimes you need your people to smack yourself back in to the fray. Now, I'm not here uh, to be like Brandon Ayuk and say, oh, there was a ladybug that landed on my arm, and that's why we won. <laughs> great. If that's what you think happened, then great. You're the one who caught the ball. Incredible. Love Brandon Ayuk. But yesterday, uh, my daughter had stuff to do around the house, so she didn't want to come over to Christie's at the beginning. She's like, Dad, I got to get some stuff done, some laundry, whatever. She's like, will you come get me at halftime? And, of course, my first reaction is, <laughs> nice. Yeah. You're going to make me get in the car at halftime and come pick you up? Could this be any more annoying? But, of course, I get the call at halftime. Dad, could you come get me? I said, meet me halfway. I'll come get you and get you into this game. She hops into the car and looks at me. She's following the game on TV at home. She goes, Dad, this is going so badly. I cannot believe what the hell's going on in this game? And I said, I know. I think, look, we need to start wrapping our head around the idea that this probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. At halftime. Yeah. I thought that was fair. I wasn't like, it's over. Right. I, 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 like, <laughs> but look, you were starting to wrap look, your head around yeah, what might be. I go, if you want to play the percentages here. This is a big old fat probably not. And no one's ever done what they needed to do in a championship game. Correct. Except for when the Niners, when the Lions did it to the Niners apparently in like 1957 or whatever it was. Right. Exact same score. So anyway, she, she, she had just hopped in the car and she looks at me like I've got four eyes. She said, what? What'd you just say? No. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not letting that thought in at all. All. No, I refuse to acknowledge that the 49ers are not going to the Super Bowl. Drive. Nice. And off we go. And she gets into the living room and sits down on the couch. The energy all changed. It's incredible. And after every score, I just tapped her on the shoulder and I said, Energy changer. Nice. Energy changer. Nice. Energy changer. So I'm, I'm into that today. Let's celebrate. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. In addition to any thoughts that you have on the team, the game, the way this played out, we'll take your phone calls for sure. But I think we would love to also hear from everybody. What'd you do? Yeah. What quirky little thing do you think had something to do with how this thing turned? It's possible, and everybody's got something. And uh, one of my wife's coworkers, who's a diehard Niner fan. She was texting with Supper, my wife, early in the third. Oh, we're drinking early today. I like that. Cheers. Like to see it. And uh, shout out Angie Guidi. And she said, uh, you know, I started watching in the kitchen and the Niners scored, so I'm not leaving the kitchen. And apparently she has a TV in the kitchen, so (laughs) Angie spent about two hours in the kitchen, probably not cooking, but, you know, Uh -uh. white knuckling and and grinding. And (laughs) I do want to shout out Mima, the great grandma, Supper's mom, who came over late, late second quarter just to play with her best friend, my daughter, who turned 17 today, 17 months. 
So Love once it. Mima came and they went in the other room and supper was done making the minestrone that we have here today, and I was able to just sit down by myself and lock in on the game because I was watching the game. Had the you know you're doing the things and being a parent of a toddler, it's not as easy as leave me alone. I'm watching the game. She's 16, 17 months old. She doesn't really give a rip about the magnitude of the ball game. So I'm a dad, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm watching the game, and we're doing all these things, and they're down 24-7, and I'm I'm getting agitated. And so Mima comes over, and <laughs> they leave the room, and we get to halftime. And I texted the thread. I said, when, you know, you're like, what would you do at halftime? I made the bed. You made the bed. Went upstairs, hey, whatever. Dude, yeah. you got your house in order. And I make a good bed. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, you're hearing the uh, the journey and the don't stop believing in the background that, during what, the Fox yep. halftime. And my, my did they play that song five times in a row? I don't know. As many as as many as right? needed. It the, seemed like that was the only song they played. I know. And I love that, that Skip Bayless thinks that that song was made about Detroit what in Detroit and tweeted that out. It's like that thing was made by Steve Perry and he's probably somewhere draped in a Purdy jersey right now. Uh, but right. yeah, that, 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 that's our song. I mean, born Thanks and raised in South Detroit. Yeah, understood. Okay, cool. That's a line from the song. Right. Uh, we don't need to be told who Steve Perry roots for. Exactly. That's our guy. Or the history of Journey and Neil Schoen and the rest of it. So Journey at uh, halftime <laughs> and Frank Gore on the halftime foghorn. And still, you're thinking about all of the good feelings and a, a well-made bed and Mima with the baby and your daughter getting picked up and all the rest of it. You're still down by 17. Yeah. So you still need, and I was thinking to myself, because I finally was alone watching the game, score and a stop. You get a score and a stop, and then another score and another stop, and we're on to something. And wow. they got they got it, three, it, and then a zero, and then you got a seven and a zero, and then you got the next seven, and it's like, oh my. Oh, oh my. Well, it's bananas how fast bananas. it happens. So when you're bananas. down, like you, you, you kick the field goal, and as soon as the Lions go for it on fourth and two and don't get it, is the first glimmer of, okay, hold on a second, I see a path. And then it felt like four minutes went by and the game was tied. Right. It was like there was no way at halftime that you thought this game, that comeback would happen that quickly. To the point where the 49ers built a double-digit lead. Right. Like, that's unthinkable. Well, just, Absolutely. Yeah. And to the point where, and I don't ask for this from any of you, certainly not myself, I didn't do it, but for a moment, I bet each and every one of you, for a second, you almost felt a little bit bad for Lions fans. Like, oh my God. you could, That's one of those crumbles that you can feel when it's a fan base that's never been to a Super Bowl. Right. And it's one thing to lose, but it's a completely different thing to have it dangled in front of your face, let you take a lick of the lollipop, have Ford Field going sideways, people are drunk and on their heads going crazy, and in the blink of an eye, the game's tied. And you're like, oh. At that point, you almost knew. You knew. You're like, this avalanche is flying downhill, and you could see it on the faces of every one of the Lions players, and that's why it started going fumble, drop pass, drop pass, drop pass, you know, fourth down again, missed play, what have you, penalty. The whole thing was sort of what I would call an understandable gag job. Yeah, and you think about Way it. The of the world was too much. And just think about it in the, the small, narrow scope of what you were laying out. Fourth and two, you go for it, and it's a drop. 
It's a throw that needs to be caught 90% of the time. They don't catch it. Yep. That's a 90% ball. Yep. 80, yep. 85, Man. whatever the number is. In this game, in that spot, you catch the football. Detroit doesn't. Then the Niners get a 50-plus yard catch off a face mask of a defender yep. that Ayuk is able to hurdle forward and catch, and then they score. And then Gibbs fumbles on the first play. So in, in the span of like maybe 12 minutes of real time with you know Burkhart and Olsen and TV timeouts, you go from, man, what are we going to talk about over the next, I mean, pitchers and catchers, this and that, uh, right. to Do this game is tied, on. right? Yeah. yeah. Do something far Well, on. but that's my point. Yeah. Like, a different team, when the Niners tie them up at 24, a different team might have had a shot. Not this team. Not the Lions. And I do that stuff like, you know, I know I see all of these awesome notes that you're sending us. PJ, I changed my underwear. (laughs) Titus, like I changed my jersey. Um, uh, Lori scrubbed the shower. Uh, Gritzlizers, I took the cat for a walk. I I, I mean, (laughs) like, we we see all of these. These are all phenomenal, (laughs) right? All of that stuff's great. I don't really believe that any one of us did anything to change the mojo of this football game. The 49ers did. Yes, there was at least one incredibly fortunate break. But here's what I do believe. I know that the Lions are just football players. They are not their fans. Um, Most of them are not even 30, so they don't even know about this whole 30 years and never been to the Super Bowl thing. But I do believe that those players, you can feel it. You can feel the weight of your fan base, the emotion behind what this franchise's experience is, and the fact that outside of Jared Goff, pretty much none of y'all have been here. None of you. And so now you encounter you encounter this experience where it becomes one of two things that you can do. And this is one thing that the 49ers the last two weeks have handled very well, which is the oblique situation. Yeah, Like you could tell that a lot of these guys are like, been here before, take a deep breath, Let's see what we can do. Let's get into our formula, and let's see if it works. The Lions get into an oblique situation, and the whole house of cards, total house of cards, because it's just too much. You're on the road. You've never been there before, and you're feeling what your fans are feeling, which is, oh, no, you're not, right? You're not going to do this, are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's well, exactly what we're going to do. And I do think that the coach made it easier for them to do what they did Agreed. because he made Agreed. it more difficult. He put a lot more onus on individual plays and individuals where if you just let your kicker get you three and then you get three again, it takes the pressure off. And Lowe made a good point in the crossover that you know even if you take that three, no matter what the Niners do on their next drive – it's still a one-score one score game, game, yes. No matter what, and the mentality of blowing a lead and then being down two scores, the urgency you feel and the way you go about trying to bite into that—it's kind of like a baseball player trying to hit a six-run home run, right? You know, when you're down eight to two, it's like I gotta make something happen. No, wow. just get on base, I, kid. I, that's what I'm still stuck actually on the first fourth down, and yes, Reynolds coulda, shoulda caught it. Uh, although Goff got knocked off his spot, threw it a touch behind him. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. And 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 if you're the Lions, if you kick that field goal and you make it, and it's 27 to 10, just ask yourself, what's Kyle Shanahan saying to himself? And, and my guess is, oh crap, oh bleep, 
because he was already feeling that way. He admitted it. Did you see the postgame speech to his team? He goes, when we started that second half and we kicked a field goal, he goes, I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be tough. He's already thinking that at 24 to 10. Right. Now you go make it another score game, 27 to 10. The Niners are up a creek. They're up a creek. Detroit's up 24-10. And you gave them a glimmer. You opened the door and they came charging through. ESPN had them at 91.5% to win it with a third down play up 24-10. And we know they didn't get the fourth down. And then all of a sudden, moments later, it's 24-17. And the Niners have a 52% chance to win that quickly. 